millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. Hey! What's up, Brad? Um, we're doing intro for the uh, Kyle Mooney podcast. We are. Very and, exciting. Uh, and you have a cold. I do. Yeah, I have a cold. But I came here anyways. I might have a cold. Really? Maybe. Maybe. It hasn't You sound full. fine. Do I? Yeah, you sound good. I didn't feel like on the top of my game this morning. Really? But it may be, you know, I had a couple, of, I had a little wine last night, you know, parents association meeting, you know how it goes. Totally. There's nothing like drinking cheap red wine in like a public school, New York City public school. And what do you talk about with the other parents? I wonder if that's, if I'm, I should say that. I wonder if that's even legal. I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do we talk about? The yeah. future of our kids, man. Yeah. How to fund after school. How can people um, fund after school if they want to help, Brad? I don't know. You know what? It's not even that much money. I th- I'm looking at these numbers and going, you know, if I could just, if Google or somebody could just throw us a couple grand, it's, you know, it would take care of a lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's whatever. It's an ongoing thing, man. You just got to, you got to pay attention. Yeah, I understand. Nothing. I can't really, I, you know what? I wish I could give you some like interesting uh, pointers about it or comments on it but there's really there's really nothing going on no no it's great school yeah yeah kids like it i like it they walk to school how do you uh i take the bus usually the but public not bus. The school bus public bus yeah really my, my wife usually takes them up there gotcha and then she meets her little coffee clutch afterwards you know nice at oast yeah it's a good life being a being a uh mom <laughs> yeah i can say that because she doesn't listen to this yeah <clears throat> so i won't get in trouble well i guess soon you'll know what it's like <laughs> to not go to work yeah yeah rubber tracks shutting it down man shutting it down mm-hmm. in case you didn't know but yeah we'll be we'll be we'll be recording from somewhere else soon yes we will we've got a few options on the tons table. of options steven's um, living room yeah, speaking of Steven, Steven was on this podcast. Yeah. Very exciting. He, he was on like about half of it, I think. Oh, yeah, there was and some then technical he, like, issues. Disappeared. So you'll hear him at the top, and then when he, when, he, when you don't hear him anymore, it wasn't because he lost interest. Yeah. He falls out. He falls out. Skype. Yeah. <laughs> he falls out. Uh, but yeah, today's guest, Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I've been trying to get Kyle on the podcast for a super long time. Yeah. And he's very busy. And as you know, um, and we finally got him to come in. So that was awesome. Uh, and Kyle's kind of, we bonded over our love of pop punk. Yeah. So we talked about that a lot. Talked about the show. Talked about growing up in San Diego. His VHS collection. <laughs> I saw he posted a photo uh this week, uh, Tom Hanks is hosting SNL, and he. Posted, oh yeah, that looks like it's gonna, with Lady Gaga. With Lady Gaga, and he posted. Well, that will have happened by the time this. That podcast will happen by the time out. this happened. Yeah, but he posted a photo. He had Tom Hanks on his VHS copy of Bachelor Party. Ooh, that's which, a good one to sign, man. Pretty good, right? Yeah, like um, I mean, that was it, right? That was the apex of Tom Hanks' career. 
I don't know. Was he... <laughs> <laughs> that's like the first movie. Is it? I think that's literally that's his one first of his film. most well known. I think it's. I think. It, I mean, I could be wrong, but from just in my inaccurate brain, I th- I would say that if I had to pick which movie made him Tom Hanks, I mean, obviously, Big made him like this. Like Big crazy is probably the star. one I've seen the most. That made him a huge star, but I think Bachelor Party was his first kind of breakout film. Yeah, like, I think he was unknown before then. Again, I could just be talking out my. What's ass. your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Uh, I really like Big. Still, yeah, it's it's pretty it's a pretty fucking good movie. Yeah, I never don't think I ever really saw Castaway. Castaway was interesting. You know, I saw Castaway. Was that the one? I think it was Castaway that I saw. I went to the movies by myself. Yeah, it was Castaway. I went and saw Castaway. <clears throat> By myself, three nights before I was going to fly to Australia. And it's the same. That's the route they're on in that movie when the really? plane goes down. Yeah. You you have seen it or you haven't seen it? I haven't it? seen it. So there's this kind of horrific but realistic plane crash that causes him to be a castaway. And like, and you know, like when you go to the movies, I mean, you even when you go with other people, you're always kind of like in a movie head when you come out. You're a little bit totally. kind of like waking up from a dream almost, yes, you know? Yes. And when you go by yourself, I think that's enhanced even more. And like, I'm not really afraid to fly, but I have a very good imagination. You know, like if I haven't flown for a long time, I definitely get a little more nervous than if I'm constantly flying. But I came out of that movie absolutely dead certain that I wasn't going to be able to go... I, to go on my flight to Australia. I was going through my brain about how I was going to explain this to my girlfriend that like, you know what? I know it's three days away, but I'm not, I can't do this. I can't go on this flight. Really? Yeah. I was so freaked out, but I was, you know, it wore off after I went down the street and had a shot. (laughs) Yeah. There's my castaway story. Great. Well, check out castaway, (laughs) check out Kyle on SNL and check out this podcast with him right now. Setting setting up a Skype always makes me nervous. Like, I you know it, you should it, do this. We don't normally do it. But feels like it never works. It always seems <laughs> it always seems like in theory it's so it's like no don't come in yeah, we got yeah, this we we'll just press a button right and it never works when you need it to. Um, yeah. Oh wait. Oh wow. Is that better? That's way better. I'm gonna stay on. Hey. Hi. Okay. I like the white background. Yeah, that's just my ceiling. I have a. Um... Are you staring at the floor? Yeah, I'm staring at the floor. Good to yeah. see you, buddy. Good to see you guys too. It's been forever. Sorry about last week. Um, don't do the new uh, Apple update. <laughs> Not good. Wow. It it logged Trish and I out of our iClouds and like like it wiped out one of her calendars. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> well, and there is Stephen frozen. Okay, right. let's get to our guest. All right. Um, <laughs> so, Kyle, thanks for coming by. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> we were just talking, we're, Kyle, about how Skype never works. We're just talking. Yeah, and now it we're makes me very nervous. Frozen picture of yeah. Stephen. It makes me nervous too. Um, do okay. You, do you, All right. I'm, I'm here. Okay. Oh, Stephen's back. Stephen's back. I'm- as soon as I talk shit on Steve Jobs, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Um, so one thing I was really excited to talk to you about, Kyle, was um, pop punk. Yeah. Because I know you're from San Diego. I am. Um, where they invented it. Where, yeah. <laughs> and we had talked a lot about, you know, after the show about no effects. Right. These types of bands. I mean, was that, did you listen to a lot of that stuff growing up? Or you still listen to it? Yeah, I, do, I feel like... Um, it's kind of been reinvigorated in my life somehow in the past couple of years. My, my, I've got a brother who lives out here in New York, and it was he kind of introduced me to all that stuff. But yeah, when you're a kid in San Diego in like the mid to late '90s, early aughts, it's like we really pride ourselves in Blink One Eighty Two and pretty much everything derivative thereof, I guess. Um, and you know, like yeah, skate punk, all that, all that yeah, stuff. Happy. Who yes. are skater kids? Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite bands of that era? I mean, I I, I feel like some bands I I feel still really really stand up and like like I think Rancid's a great band. Woo! 
Definitely. Uh, yeah. You got rancid fans here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like no effects. We, we like to point this out about Brad that when Brad talks about rancid, he, he refers to okay. Tim as lint. Because yeah. Brad went on poor with him and is much cooler than all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We, there yeah, was a rumor. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard this, that um, Tim Armstrong and Billy Joe Armstrong were brothers. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> I never no. heard that. No. It's a good one, though. I never even... Because they also are from like the same-ish area, oh, yeah. I think, like Northern California. Interesting. Let's get that rumor started it's, again. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That would be, and it always felt, and it felt like Tim Armstrong was just like the kind of like the mohawked, like kind of real punk dude, I mean, and kind of good, Billy Joe deviated. Wow, yeah, I didn't realize Stephen had disappeared again, but he's <laughs> dialing back in. Um, this yeah, is fun. that's. Uh, but I, w- I would say it was like more my my brother was uh, kind of deep into that stuff, and it just kind of uh, I guess the, there was runoff to me. Like I, I, cu- I couldn't, couldn't res- avoid it. I couldn't recite like a full like unwritten law album or anything like that, or a bad religion album. But you could play a song for me, and I'd be pretty stoked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So was it like? <laughs> did you kind of like look up to him as like your cool older brother? Like nah, he sucks. It, yeah, because <laughs> Vanessa always calls him says that, that stuff about me, and I'm always like, I was not very cool. I was like uh, right. a real weirdo. Uh, yeah, he was. I've got two older brothers. I don't know how much you want to know about my family history, but uh, he was. He's the middle one, okay. and kind of the blonde-haired, blue-eyed one. Whereas myself and my brother Sean kind of don't have blonde hair. We have brown hair. <laughs> you the smart ones. So, I, well, we were like <laughs> into like music and art. I guess he was into music, but like he was like star soccer player and kind of kind of a punk and kind of and into metal and stuff like that. So he was into like starting like starting fires and stuff like that he was a troublemaker oh <laughs> what about the girls yeah he was a f- hunk <laughs> he's a hunk what a dick uh <laughs> yeah he yeah he kind of gave me some he gave me trouble a little bit of trouble but then what happened was so when i was in like fourth grade or fifth grade i made friends with this guy evan green who i don't know if you ever had a friend like this who's like really into reptiles but he just had <laughs> a ton of pet reptiles but he's also super into dave matthews band and uh it's a rough combination <laughs> <laughs> and i think that was when the like one of their their first big album i think under the t- i think it's called under the table and dreaming <laughs> yeah who knows right <laughs> it's probably uh under the table and dreaming or something uh, <laughs> anyway he got me into Dave Matthews band and then like later on my brother ryan his senior year of high school he started getting a dmb and he like borrowed my dmb tape and that that was kind of when we kind of rebonded, I guess. Oh, so you? But now he won't. Uh, won't does not. Will not. Yeah, admit he won't admit to it at right. all. Yeah. What about you? I mean, will you off. you cap to your DMB um, stage <sighs> for a while? Sometimes I'll like um, DJ friends parties or events or something like that and i always really really threaten mentally to play ants marching yeah like <laughs> but i never i've never committed to it i wonder what that would be because i do feel like i listen to a lot of weird adult contemporary music from my past as i've gotten older like talk about this like you know like don henley or bruce horns and stuff sure. i wonder if like i heard that now if i was like you know what actually not as bad as i thought or if i would be like oh i can't believe this was so popular <laughs> It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. It's pretty bad. It's amazing how some things age though, and some things don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, like I love ABBA. You know what right, I mean? Sure. And like, dude, nobody cool was listening to fucking ABBA in the seventies. Yeah. You know? And like, ABBA's fun. And but then you know, you, yeah, you listen to like Dave Matthews Band or some other stuff that was taken a lot more seriously. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was just, maybe it's the goofy shit. I also think it's incredible better. that his legacy has basically become that story about his tour bus dumping all that shit on people. Oh, I don't even know. You don't know, know about that? this? No. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. It's, uh... Maybe Stephen wants to tell it. Yeah, Stephen, why don't you, do you know it? I'm going to look, I don't know. Well, the, the, the story is like, I mean, he, they felt really bad about it, but they're, you know, eco-friendly kind of band. And when they say the tour bus, every member of that band has their own tour bus. Like, that's how much money rolls into the Dave Matthews band. Uh, yeah. Well, he's gone. Um, <laughs> we'll have to finish Well, let story. me tell you, I looked it up, and uh, the headline is, uh, <laughs> the time Dave Matthews band dropped 100 pounds of raw sewage on pe- people in Chicago. Um, and basically, I guess what happened was, this was August 2004. 
They were, and, uh, and then everybody was covered in blood, and there were bullets flying <laughs> everywhere, and it was just. Awful. Wait, we missed part of it. We missed part of it. You cut out for a while. I don't. I don't know if I could go back through that again. <laughs> so eight, all told, you can put it together probably, but all told, eight hundred pounds of raw sewage was dropped on about a hundred people. There was a lawsuit. I, here, okay, how is it dry? I don't know. I, um, I really don't follow. The Dave, how? The, and, okay. Uh, August 8th, 2004, Dave Matthews Band was traveling through the country, and one of their tour buses decided it was a good time to release the contents of I a see. septic tank. It was one of the worst instances of sluicing gone wrong in adult contemporary history. The tank was emptied while traveling over the Kinsey Bridge in Chicago. At the same time, a Chicago River architecture tour bus was passing under ah, the bridge. Oh. So, oh, perfect storm, yeah. as they say. Shit storm. <laughs> it does seem weird, though. Like It's also probably illegal just to dump yeah, shit into totally. the river, totally let, even if there aren't people down there. No, no, you can't dump a septic tank anywhere except into a septic into like a septic system. Yeah. Wait, so what? And what was? What were these people? They're on an architecture tour. Yes. <laughs> Traveling <laughs> <a> how? <laughs> <laughs> it's all quite suspicious. Yeah. Yes, I, it's um, a Chicago ar- river. <laughs> a Chicago River architecture tour boat. Maybe along the Chicago River. There's some interesting. And what was? And what do you think the effort to apologize was? Afterwards, I think he did a bunch of stuff. I think he donated a bunch of money and like. <laughs> so that this is like truly a handful of people with that with shit sprayed all over yes. them. Yes, <laughs> that's and then if it, then they later I guess found out that it was Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's kind of become a big part of their history. I, guess. I do have it first from pretty close to firsthand um, that he's actually an awesome dude. Like yeah. in the band, like they're great people. Yeah, I'm sure. Like if he a, wouldn't, you know, if he had to make up for I'm sure he wasn't people. like, oh, let's see some people down there. Like, <laughs> now. And when did you sort of get into, like, obviously you're very into, like, a lot of, um, like, kind of, like, 90s, like, whatever, like, Teddy Ruxpin oh, or sure. any of that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, is that something you were into as a kid that you just stuck with? Or is it, like, was that in Yeah, yeah, I've always, I mean, like I said, I'm the youngest of three boys, so... I was always playing with their toys and stuff like that. So I'm like a slightly, like, I, I don't know that I was watching Transformers wasn't on, t- I'm probably like two years after Transformers, but I'm really into Transformers. If that makes any sense, just because my older brothers were into it. Okay. So yeah, but generally it's just like, uh, I kind of always feel like that moment in the late 80s, early 90s was a very fun time for me. And I'm kind of constantly trying to get back there to a place where I feel good again. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like a really deep VHS collection, and most of them are children's shows from that era. And yeah, how- yeah, a lot of it is just like kind of remembering seeing the box at the blockbuster or whatever, and like kind of it triggers something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. How many VHS tapes do you think you have at this point? <sighs> a couple, a hun- couple hundred. I don't know. Five, yeah, yeah. Do you have a VCR? I do. Yeah, yeah. A VCR. I've actually have a VCR DVD combo. Nice. Uh, so you can burn your own DVDs from this beautiful VCR tapes. I actually don't think it allows me to do that. <laughs> really? Because somebody actually lent me one of those things, and that's what it was made to do. Oh, yeah. Really? You put a blank... I don't think it can. That would be cool, put a blank though. DVD in it, and it would... I actually burned some a bunch of shit that I had on Bouncing Souls. I had a Bouncing Souls show. Yeah, that I did, that I That I converted, yeah. The last TV I bought, um, I was with my dad when I was 22, so 14 years ago, and I remember us being at Sam's Club, and they had one with a built-in DVD player and one with a built-in VCR, and I was like, built-in VCR, like I'm never <laughs> going to need DVDs. And then I kind of missed that whole thing, yeah. <laughs> you missed the tech. Well, then I ended up getting my ex-girlfriend's TV, and I've had that for a while. Yeah. but Well, it's kind of a cr- I mean... Yeah, that's around the time I feel like when people started converting to DVDs. It was right. It was like literally three months later. They were like, everything's on DVD. You caused it, and now that's that's like trash. Yeah, yeah DVDs totally. are so worthless. And it's what's weird is like everyone keeps talking about this this Apple stuff with like them getting rid of the headphone port, oh, and yeah. everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, and everyone's like, that's crazy. I was like, I remember when Apple got rid of DVD drives, and everyone's or CD drives, and everyone's like, that's insane. Like, and now you're like, I can't imagine well, they having always that. Do it. They always do it two years before mainstream and like a year and a half before the other tech companies do. They yeah. do stuff. And it's and they always get shit for it. Yeah. But I think they intentionally know that they're going to get shit and they're like, whatever, we're going to be ahead of the curve, so fuck you. Yeah. 
But it is crazy, like, people, like, I, I had friends with huge DVD collections. It's like my CD collections. Like, I have thousands of CDs. Oh, yeah, I still house. get a ton of cool DVDs. Yeah. I just rip them. I just rip them to the computer. There's a lot of stuff, though, that isn't on, like, digitally that, like, yeah. I have. Like, like I want to watch, like, um, like, like, the Ali G show. I have all this stuff where I just, like, watch the DVDs. Right. And I imagine the same thing with v, uh, VHS. Like, yeah. I imagine you have stuff that it's, like... Doesn't exist yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it's fun for me i i would really like like um you know like low budget children's shows or stuff like i de- i definitely really like christian shows or you know like religious yeah uh kind of fucked up imagery and puppets and stuff like that and that stuff you can't you f- you can only find at thrift stores you know what i mean that's not going to exist on dvd or online or anything like that when me and vanessa go to our parents house our favorite things to watch the high school has like a local channel where like the kids at the high school are able to make their own stuff and it is incredible that's so great we will watch it for hours to the point where like it's on the it's on cable it's on cable it's just running all day or yeah it's running on like some weird loop and i don't know if this stuff is like for projects or these kids are doing for fun some of it's okay and some of it is yeah uh, it doesn't make sense dude it's definitely worth like anytime i've traveled for to any place outside of new york or la any sub city like Nashville when I was in Nashville I always go through and look for the local channels because yeah, there's yeah. always goofy shit like that on like high school drama I've come across like fuck yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we were in Salt Lake and there was a, a bunch of that but also that stuff the cool thing now is that stuff is on YouTube as well I feel right. like you know now high schools will upload that's true their stuff to YouTube so you kind of get a but it's not as magical it's not as magical YouTube. but there is there are wormholes you can go down and find some pretty cool like you know oh yeah 14 year old kids like really doing their best (laughs) do you have a lot of videos of like yourself as a kid kind of i mean were you always into sort of like making your own videos or performing or stuff before you kind of got into comedy yeah, I don't know how many of them I st- I still have access to, but yeah, we um, my friend Mark and I in eighth grade, we had we called ourselves I, I guess we called ourselves the Bounty Hunters. I don't know if that was a series that we made or like that was how we referred to the group of us, but uh, a lot of them were kind of ripoffs of the TV show Cops. I would say, you know, like okay. some sort of like I'd play like an, a domestic abuser or something like that. <laughs> And then he'd come find me, and I'd be speaking in a southern accent. You know what I mean? With your shirt off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we showed him at after eighth grade graduation. We had some people over at my house, and a bunch of people saw him. <laughs> and it was like one of those things that I guess via word of mouth. Like, did you see Colin Mark's videos? Pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was kind of the extent of it. And then maybe in high school, I made a few. I guess the one. I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know if you guys have any. The most maybe iconic one, <laughs> if that's fair to say, <laughs> was we did, uh, I did two of them. We did one fake MTV Cribs as John Muir. He's the nature photographer. He like shot like oh, yeah. Yosemite right. back in the day. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we also did, did you ever see that MTV show Fanatic? It was like so. yeah, where it's like they have a super fan, and yeah, then they and they get to them. meet Britney yes, Spears yes. or something like that. Yeah, so we did like a fanatic for Odysseus from the Odyssey, and it's like <laughs> I don't know, it's wow. so stupid, but <laughs> it killed in Mrs. Ebel's English class. <laughs> so you would screen them in class? <laughs> yeah, they were all like pro- they were okay. like school projects. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Is that stuff on YouTube now? Uh, no, might want to think. I could. About I, it. I, I. I feel like the bounty hunter stuff exists. There's. Yeah, I'll. I will think about it. Yeah, <laughs> People do deserve to see it. How? So then, how did you sort of get involved in sort of performing? I mean, like, did you do like, um, like Groundling stuff or? You- yeah, uh, I did some like theater and improv in high school, and then I went to USC, and uh, I tried out for the improv troupe. And that's where I met Beck, who's on SNL with me, uh, and Nick Rutherford, who wrote on the show two seasons ago. But when we got out of school, so we would do we would do improv every week on campus. And um, by the end of school, then we started kind of making these videos, and then we started this group, Good Neighbor, like right at the end of college. And that's kind of how we first started getting out there, I guess. But yeah, concurrently, we were doing sketch shows at UCB and stuff like that. 
Did you and Beck kind of always sort of have a good kind of dynamic? Yeah, all those, all of us did. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. We all came in the same year and partied together. I don't know. It's like we. I, I don't want to say the, the 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 kids above us didn't really party that hard, and we did. You know what yeah. I mean? So we kind of that was um, that kind of kept us linked and 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 together, which has been. I, I, I'm always kind of surprised. I feel like, you know, the cast of SNL, they don't, nobody really parties that hard. You know what I mean? Obviously, like, nobody's partying, like, in the way that John Belushi did. Or right, whatever. right. But, uh, but that was kind of the bond that we shared in college was drinking beers and being, like, true college dudes. Totally. I think that's a big misconception, too. I mean, like, not what you're saying, but I do think, like, everyone's like, oh, the party must be crazy. I'm like, nah, I feel like everyone's like, nah, I got to, like, to tape this thing tomorrow. Yeah, I got to exactly. get up early. Like, I think, yeah. like, now every it's so different now. Like, everyone is so much more productive. There's so many yeah. more mediums. Yeah. And as you know, the after party is truly just a dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's dinner. an expensive <laughs> dinner, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you, uh, when you're sort of off, like, obviously you've been shooting stuff too, but do you have a chance to kind of like just chill out and like relax? Do you? I try to. This is, yeah. So I've been working on a movie all summer in Utah that I wrote, uh, co-wrote, and it's been obviously like a an intense production and so something we've been working on since it's I've been Western? in Western. It's and <laughs> No, it's not. Shooting in Utah? <laughs> think about that. Mm-hmm. But there was a Western shooting at the same time. Uh, a decent portion of it takes place in the desert. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've been working on it for since June, and SNL gets out in May, so I haven't really been able to hang out too much. I'm going to Disney World this weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I can't... I think, like, some people would say, that doesn't seem like a vacation. It seems, like, stressful almost. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But... I want to. I've never been. Do you get a lot of? Have you had a lot of time to like hang out in New York or not? Really, it seems no. like you're in San Diego a lot still, or shooting stuff. Or I'll go or, to L.A. Yeah, LA, yeah. Hang, out, hang out in L.A. a lot. Uh, no, and like today, for instance, I was just I w- walked over to the Juice Generation by my house to get a juice, and it's it's always weird for me to be here not when it's not a show week. Like it's like oh yeah, this is New York. This is like just hanging out in New York, <laughs> right? I, it's not. It's something kind of special to me and unique. I don't get to do it all the time. I, I've been you should do that. There's a lot going on here in this town. Yes, it's a good place to have. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. I, I, I do want to check out more things. <laughs> uh, Juice Generation, though, I got to say, I've been a pretty big fan of it recently. Yeah, is it? I don't even. Know, I only know it because it's by my house. I imagine there's several of them. I think there, there's one in Williamsburg. Um, they've got I, a really good soundtrack. Constant. They yeah. They play just old school hip hop in my. Oh really? One. Yeah. Not mine. No old school hip hop. What is it? Do you know what they I think play? it's more like uh, more ambient kind of soundscape. <laughs> really? That's yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah. true. They're trying to like get, make you feel like you're getting a massage or yeah. something. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's like you walk in there, you're like, I'm paying like $10 for this juice, but I'm going to have like an experience. Does it give you like a Pavlovian response that like you feel like you're getting massaged? Because I don't know. A little bit. It's nice. Hello, I, I did learn how to pronounce acai. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I, was, I, I just avoid uh, saying it. Yeah. What, well, that's what I was doing. The and then I, What's that? Is that the beer? No, it's a, it's a kind of berry from, uh, I believe, from Brazil uh. or Peru or something. Yeah, you get an acai bowl. Acai bowl you can get. Or they have this acai cocoa, which is like this coconut and acai one. That's kind of my favorite. I started making them at home. Juice places are generally, I feel like, a good kind of, um, I don't know, some like meeting point of different types of people. You know yeah, what I mean? It's definitely. always like a fascinating group. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I make a lot of juices at home. I have like a high power blender, and so I'll nice. go in there. I'll get ideas, and then I'll wow. Yeah, what's and do you have a standard have, set of ingredients? Uh, well, yeah, I do. I mean, I use usually use like almond milk or something. Then like I'll throw a banana in there. Then they just open to Whole Foods out there, so they actually have these acai packets you can get these frozen ones. Throw those in sometimes, and then I got like hemp seeds. Maybe and how does this, um, is this in addition to a meal or is this in replace of a meal? I would say normally it replaces it. Normally I just, normally it replaces it just because it's like so filling. Right. So yeah, I guess it is. I guess I don't really think of it that way, but then I drink it and then I'm like, eh, I'm not hungry anymore. 
So yeah, I guess that would replace yeah. a meal. That's what I did today. Yeah, it's good. It feels good. But now, I'm, yeah. But yeah, it wears off. Yeah. Well, I'm also like, I'll I'll be seeing my brother later, and I'll probably have a couple drinks, and like I feel like a juice is not going to sustain. No man. Yeah. You need some bulk. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Hello Ladies. Oh yeah, please. Um, because I was such a huge fan of that show. I remember like Vanessa. My first year on the show was said she watched it, which was nice. Yeah. It, um, did you ever see it, Brad? I don't think Steven so. Stephen Merchant. It was on HBO. Sounds terribly familiar, but um, it's a great show. And I, what was that sort of experience? Oh wait, I did see it. Yeah, HBO. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen. I've seen a couple episodes. What was yeah. what was that sort of experience like for you, kind of working with him and being a part of that? Because also your character on that show is also so. It's a very strange yeah, character. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but it was great. It was cool. It was um, the most high-profile thing I'd done up to that point and like felt like my first real job in the industry, you know, and making some money. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I mean, Steven's so rad and so funny and he pretty much directed most of that stuff so like you'd be acting opposite him and he would be giving you direction uh but it's also intimidating because i was it was my first thing um it was good it was one of those experiences where like i feel like as it we probably did eight episodes or something like that in the first season maybe 10 i don't even remember the only season uh and, you know, being that it was my first time, I was, like, like every day kind of, like, constantly looking over lines and just kind of being slightly intimidated by the process. And then having, like, days where it felt really good. But in retrospect, after that first season was done, I was, like, it. we ended up coming back to do a movie. They, they didn't renew it for a second season, but they did, like, a, a TV movie to kind of... Um, ended i guess properly but it was so much more fun i was like oh man if i had if we had done this longer i would it would have just been such a cool job because it would have just been like messing around with these people you know um but it was great i mean i think it definitely has a cult following and i'll get stopped about it yeah was the movie for hbo too yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of like it was like kind of like the office like when they do that kind of long like special kind of thing i mean what what do you sort of think it was about that show that maybe like because I feel like we talked about the show maybe like oh yeah that like resonated or didn't resonate like because I know like I love those kind of sh- like Eastbound and Down or something yeah. like that where the f- character maybe is is not very likable on the surface and then you kind of get deeper and you realize they're just kind of lonely and it kind of comes out that they're a good person underneath. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it just made audiences too uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe some people didn't love Steven's character, but I think it was, I think that's, a, that's, it's positive because that just kind of speaks to the reality uh, in which he, like, of what he created, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I do that stuff too. I feel like we, we have work like that too. That's kind of just generally makes the audience feel weird um but that doesn't take anything away from it you know what i'm saying yeah like some of us love that stuff totally i mean and i feel like you you and nick and beck have really brought that sensibility like especially in the videos and stuff to snl which to me feels very different like it seems like it's um that it's like a different sensibility yeah thanks yeah we try what um the videos you sort of made with like the high school type characters, yeah, and that stuff. I mean, is that how informed is that by sort of your high school experience? Yeah, well, there's the one. Chris is the character who is usually dressed in black and has a little <laughs> goatee and a backwards hat, and his whole thing is, I guess, is like trying to be hard, but like clearly not that hard. Right. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, that that's one where I feel like everybody who sees it is like, oh, I know that dude. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, which doesn't speak... I mean, like, I don't know that it's even regional. I think it's like somebody that exists in all parts of the country. Um, and yeah, there was a dude. I don't I don't want to say his name because he was a dick. But right, right. there's a guy that I think of like immediately when I think of him. 
He's not from New York, is he? No, no, no. <laughs> Scripps Ranch, San Diego, California. <laughs> uh, but but I feel like a lot of your character, like, um, I'm so bad with like the names, but even the the comedian, the recurring Bruce, Bruce Channing, yeah. yeah. I mean, like a lot of the characters, they are like um, sort of what we were talking about earlier. Like they are. It's because part of it's kind of sad, but also it's really endearing at the same time, sort of. Yeah, I think uh, somebody pointed this out a long time ago that so many of them are just kind of lying. They're kind of presenting themselves as one thing when clearly they are something else. And Bruce, it's like he's presenting himself as like a seasoned stand-up, but he's at the same time incredibly like just a depressed person. Right. Uh and then, you know, we do the SoCal characters, which are pretty much, like, dudes that I grew up with or, like, still know. You know, I mean, I that's kind of a fun thing for me. And I think part of the reason I got, I've listened to pop punk now more than I maybe did for, like, a long stretch of time was, like, kind of embracing these SoCal characters. Because if you're not, I don't know if you're from, if, if you don't hang out in Orange County or San Diego County or even LA County, you might not even know that these guys exist, but they definitely do. It's like the bro of Southern California, which is like flat brimmed hats, maybe some like dicky shorts and like, you know, like a, a pit pole or something, pit bowl or something <laughs> like that. You know, I'm sure if you go to any warp tour, you see these yeah. Well, what's so weird, last <laughs> yeah. year I went at Bowery, face to face, played three nights in a row and I was like, it was all dude, and I was like, "Where did you guys come from? I never yeah, see people yeah. like this in New York, and they're just there every night." Did we? I remember when we played San Diego. We played with Unwritten Law when they were just kind of starting out. I mean, they were pretty. They were definitely big locally for sure. And the guys, they came up to check out our van. We had a pretty pimped out van, <clears throat> but we all, we had a girl singer too. And I remember the guy, the singer from the band. He's like, "Yeah, this van's cool." So like, so you guys like. You, you tour in this van like like with a girl. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. Like, oh, uh, yeah. 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 She's got a vagina. Sometimes she has a period. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, dude. That's <laughs> rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my kind of my earliest exposure to that really? scene. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them open for Bad Religion, Cleveland, Ohio. Great race tour. Do you keep up on uh, like newer punk bands, or you kind of just most of the classics? You grew no, up with? I, I couldn't. I mean, no. I feel like I'm. I hate to say it, but I feel like I I stopped searching for new music by the time I was like twenty four or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I feel yeah, like once I left college, yeah. I mean, the closest, the like last scene I remember, kind of being aware of and conscious of was. I guess the DIY scene, like in, in LA, there was that venue, The Smell, um, and there were a handful of bands that came out of that, like No Age and Health and uh, this band Mika Miko. But the guy, you know, you know that band, The Hel- Health? Yeah. I said almost said The Health. <laughs> it sounded like that. Uh, a dude in that band named John, Family Gietti, was in my high school improv troupe. So I have some okay. interest in it. What about when it comes to San Diego? Were you into like the Locust or the Three One G stuff? I knew of, of the stuff? Locust, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and I definitely downloaded some of their stuff on Napster, but <laughs> I I don't I never I don't think I ever went to a show. Yeah, I, yeah. we played some t- uh, a couple times at um uh what's that? There's a venue Che that, not the Che the other one. It was right by the Casbah Casbah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember just like airplanes like so close oh yeah like yeah. it's insane we played there a couple of years ago and we just went across the, to the parking garage and you're just like the plane like seriously looks like, like 10 feet away from you jeez um it's in, the, it's in like a um casbah club that's yeah. About. yeah that's in like a uh, shopping mall kind of strip mall is uh, it? i'm thinking I of a different know. I don't think so. Maybe. Not really like a strip mall, but it might be attached to some other stuff. It's like right on a corner. Right. Um, What do you sort of think about, I guess, like, to me, so much pop culture has been, like, appropriated. I mean, I guess it's always always happened, but it seems to me like so many movies now are, like, based on comics you grew up with. Or, like, a remake of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or, like, a cartoon you made. I mean, as someone who's interested in that stuff, do you... Do you like that, or do you feel like people need to create I, new stuff? Or? Yeah, 
No, I don't mind it. My issue is just, and I'm sure like there are tons of nerds who feel the same way, uh, is that I just wish it would be done better or with more care. Like, this is maybe a weird reference to pull, but I didn't see this movie, so now maybe I'm going to just sound like a hater. But there was a you know a gem live action movie that came out like last year or two years ago. Okay. <laughs> and I like the cartoon Jim. Yeah. As far as I understand, the premise, which is like, it's so the the TV show, the cartoon was so eighties out. I, I I don't know if you if you've seen it, but it's like she it's like a she's like a it's Jen and the holograms, very like fluorescent colors. They would do these like kind of faux, I guess, real like animated music videos, and they had the rival group, the Misfits. Uh, which I don't know how that worked copyright wise but uh um and anyway this the show was like quintessentially 80s do you know what i mean every part of it and the music was and i feel like that's why if if it has a following it's because of the kind of campy quality of it and then i saw the trailer for the new movie and it's like the whole premise i think is jim is this teenager who makes who makes it big like via some YouTube or she makes YouTube videos and like kind of becomes a star based on like her singer songwriters things she does on, on YouTube and it took away. And then like it's, it took away to me everything that was special about that property, I guess. So that's the sort of thing that bothers me is like, I wish I could have written the gem movie. Right. And, uh, and they're, they're not, they're not knocking on my door. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, it's it's similar for like Ninja Turtles. I feel like everybody just wants those to be or Transformers. When that right. came out, it's like that's not. Uh, why do the robots look like they look so weird? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's annoying. It well, it's just I just feel like it's strange. Like stuff that wasn't even I didn't even think was that big sure. initially. Now they're like, eh, like I guess we'll just do this thing because maybe some people will care about right. it automatically. Yeah. Have there been any, like, have there been any of that kind of stuff that you've seen and been like, this is actually really good? Or, like... I mean, I don't know. I didn't, like, um... I like, like, the 21 Jump Street movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, those Uh, are cool. But I didn't really watch 21 Jump Street growing up, so... They're better. Yeah. They're better than the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really remember the TV show very well. It's pretty cheesy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like from a place of irony enjoy this is not the same thing but you know Lifetime now does these like making they do like behind the scenes of Saved by the Bell or Full House or something okay. like that um, so I can get behind that but no I, 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 I don't know that I see enough of these remakes to like but claim are any of those makings of Saved by the Bell do they give you any dirt or are they I mean they claim to it's like <laughs> feel like in the say by the well one dustin diamond who played screech like befriends like some sketchy asian guy and does drugs that's like basically what happens in the that's, whole movie that, that seems very believable <laughs> uh speaking of that uh we're doing a show you yep. knew it would have already happened by the time this comes out because it's tomorrow <laughs> but i bet you it was awesome i hope so me too it was great i don't yeah if, I, had, if I got a babysitter it was awesome yeah <laughs> i hope you did <laughs> Brad maybe was there. <laughs> I had fun w- hanging with you. Yeah, it was great. It was great seeing you. <laughs> what about that uh, that thing that happened? <laughs> I know, I guess... Uh, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen again. <laughs> Sorry, but I freaked out on stage. I was weird, I guess. Yeah, and then when Dave Matthews <laughs> released all of that poo-poo. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I thought it was fake. <laughs> it was funny at first. Oh man! So, what's sort of your mindset like now? Like, sort of going into like another season? Like, are you like I'm just going to try to like relax a little bit? Or yeah, you try to I stay guess busy. So. I, mean, or... like, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wonder how. I'm sure you've had this conversation with Vanessa before. Uh, you know, the show gets slightly easier every year, I guess. But it's always going to be weird. You know what I mean? Just, how many years are you? This will be my fourth. Oh, coming up, cool. Uh, you know, they're always different kind of, uh, hurdles, I guess, that you need to kind of maneuver through. Um, 
But yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like, it's going to be, you know, it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, like, Jay and Taryn aren't, aren't, aren't going to be here this year, but that means there'll probably be some new people. Totally. Uh, which is always kind of fun and fascinating. Um, I'm excited. I mean, there's always, like, stuff I feel like I could do that I haven't done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, are you, like, during the off-season, are you, like, usually, like, thinking of sketch ideas and, like... There will be, like, I would say per summer, maybe two bits I'll come up with. Uh, and I got some pretty strong ones. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I can't go into them now. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll I, yeah. What I did with my summer vacation. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there will be moments where it's, like, I'll be hanging out with Dave. Dave directs the videos that we do on the show. And he worked with me on this movie, and... You know, like, I'll just be riffing and be like, dude, we should do that this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. So I'll, I'll make a little note. Uh, but all that, so much of that show is dictated by what's going on during the week. You know what I mean? Right. Or like, what bit you yeah, come up with. You guys are going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do like the fact that, the, that they show, even the stuff gets cut, that they'll show it online now. Like, yeah. That, to me, is, is really cool because it's not just like it, you work hard on something and then it's just... No, for sure. Yeah. And sometimes... I actually think that kind of helps a piece in a weird way. We've had a bunch, I mean, we've had a bunch of cut sketches and I feel like the audience knowing that it was cut, they kind of feel like there's something special about it. You know what I mean? Like they're seeing something kind of like rare and, uh, it also like, I I think, uh, allows those people to be mad at the show at the same time to be like, why did this get cut? But, um, but yeah, no, it's a cool, it's a cool Avenue. Yeah, definitely. Have you been to any like, concerts this summer do you ever go check out bands yeah what did well i bought yeah i've actually bought a handful of take i i we did sneak in when we were in salt lake we were staying right by the vivant arena which is where the utah jazz play and there was like an old school throwback concert so i saw coolio vanilla ice and salt and peppa whoa nice um salt and peppa that's sick. salt and peppa killed it really i don't <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i gotta um I love Coolio. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't as impressed. Yeah. Uh, very loud. Really? <laughs> very, very loud. Um, I'm going to... Salt Lake City. What a, I mean, yeah. what a crazy place to see that show. Yeah. We got... We, we truly snuck in. Like, it was like... like how, how was... What it was, was like... Technique? There were a bunch of peop, artists on the bill. And if the show... Let's say the show started at 9. We just walked over there at 10.30 and just walked through security. I think they just, like, assumed... <laughs> If, it's, if you're that late into the show, you either, I guess, you, you buy your tickets and we're going for a smoke yeah, break or that's, something like that. Yeah, that's a good move, actually. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, yeah, we saw the true headliners, too, which is yeah. pretty sick. Uh, How was, did you see Ice? Yeah, he just, I mean, we I didn't stay for his whole thing, but it was like, he got it into, like, kind of a rap rock thing. Okay. And so it was all of that. So we didn't get and to he, see Ice Ice Baby or, I guess, the Ninja Turtle song he does. It's the only two I know. Those are the only, uh, yeah, I guess those are the only two I know too. So, um, were you staying in Salt Lake City for this? Yeah, for this film. Yep, that's, that's at the Hyatt House place. in downtown. Yeah, yeah. I have a roommate. I met. I had a roommate from there, and she had explained stuff to me. She's like, "Yeah, like the beer is like has less alcohol. It's like three and a half percent or something." Yeah. Like that. Also, when you go to a restaurant that has a bar, you have to order food if you order booze. And they can't prepare the booze in front of you. So if you're sitting at the bar, they can't pour you a vodka tonic. They've got to go behind doors, make it there, then bring it back out and serve it to you. That is very strange. I it's, didn't know there's that. A lot I, love of, it. I love it that there's this weirdness. Man. But I, I think mostly everybody there that I met, at least, is so over it. They're like, yeah, it's dumb. Everybody thinks it's, it's dumb. dumb. <laughs> I'd imagine it's generational, too. Like, I'd imagine anyone under, like, 40 is probably like this is ridiculous yeah well it is ridiculous but it's like endearing it's so stupid yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, i guess it's a pain in the ass if you just want to get drunk on cheap beer yeah (laughs) well it's all i always kept on feeling like but can they pour you a shot if it's straight is only if they're mixing i think you can get a jewish thing (laughs) i I, I think you can get like they've 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 built some sort of contraption on the liquor bottles that only allows a certain amount to go in the shot glass. Right. So, so I don't know if that's an ounce or however much it is. I don't think you can 
I'm trying to remember, like, there's something like you maybe can't order more than a double shot or something, but it's like very precise what they do. Right. Um, we went to a soccer game. This is so, I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is, we this went to a soccer we game, like an MLS soccer game last weekend, and we were invited to hang in the suites. Okay. We, it was like a friend of a friend of the production, basically. And when we got into the suite, it was a bunch of, adults i would i guess we're we're adults but like people true grown-ups white sense. grown-ups yes. yeah, exactly <laughs> uh and it was clear that none of these people were going to be drinking beers or anything like that so we went down to the third floor to concessions to buy some beers tried to bring them back up and the security person wouldn't let us back into the suite she said uh, no, this floor doesn't have licensing for liquor or something of that effect. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's just like so, it's <laughs> such a hassle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sweet. But stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, but I was, in terms of concerts, I'm going to, I got Kanye West tickets. Mm. Uh, we're going to see, I'm going to see Brian Wilson this weekend. Oh, nice. At an, in Atlantic City. That'll be cool. And then I got ELO tickets as well. He's, wow. They're playing Radio City or Jeff Linders. I didn't know that. Really? I yeah. didn't know that either. In September. Radio City. Wow. That'll be, that'd be a cool. good show. That'd, that'd be, be cool. crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of stoked. That's a good spot. Yeah. To see a show like that. I just saw that Brian Wilson. Did you see that Brian Wilson movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cusack. Paul Dano. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Paul Dano was really good. Who's, that guy's a really fucking good actor. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it'll be. I saw the. Have you seen Brian Wilson or the Beach Boys perform before? I never have. I've just seen like video and stuff. It's at the time. It's at a, it's a combination of both very lovely but very tragic at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my first cassette ever was the cocktail soundtrack. Oh, yeah. With Kokomo <laughs> and Don't Worry Be Happy. And it had. Yeah, some... which brings us back to 90s television because John Stamos was. I think he. Basically toured with the Beach Boys yeah. at the height of... Okay, I was always confused because I remember they were on an episode of Full House. But they, they were on <laughs> multiple they episodes. Were? For sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You're but right, what, at least one. So was John Stamos was an actual musician too? He's in the video for Kokomo. I'm, um, yeah, I I'm think he's pretty positive. too, but I wasn't sure if that was just and I like... think he's playing drums. Okay. Uh, yeah, so on, the, and on Full House, the big pop song that jesse uncle jesse released or jesse and the rippers was forever which is a cover of a beach boy i think a, a beach boy song that i want to say dennis wilson wrote um but they it's really weird because they use that song on so many episodes and it was kind of like there were t- a couple different versions of it but um but yeah he was i think he like was a touring member of the beach boys in maybe the late yeah, 80s he played with them 85 I didn't know that. Did you starting in eighty five? Did you check out any of the Fuller House stuff or I watched it all. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh have you seen it? No. It's really trippy. Yeah. I think like um given the right audience, you could like kind of view it as like an adult swim T V show or something like that. It's so bizarre. Okay. Uh episode three, I don't know if I want to spoil it for your listeners there is like i think a really really rad cameo okay um which i can tell you if you want to know or i cannot what do you want to know let's hear it man yeah let's hear it (laughs) so stephanie and dj and kimmy are going out on like a girl's night and they go to like a a hot club and they enter enter a, a dance contest and i think there's maybe two i think there's also two members from like um so you think you can is that the name of the show? So you think you can dance? Yeah. Uh, who are also in the contest, and then Kimmy, her ex husband, is is there as well. Who's like kind of this fiery, sexy Latin dude. But uh, I don't know how they reveal it. But basically, they're like, and ladies and gentlemen, Macy Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because it's like it doesn't really match the time period you know it's like the show is like a lot of references to the early 90s i feel like macy gray was big in what like late 90s maybe early 2000s yeah totally (laughs) so it's just kind of a weird unfortunate moment but also really tight because like it's just macy gray like getting some really wonderful screen time 
That she ends time. up duetting with Stephanie singing uh, that song from Dirty Dancing. I had the time of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, I would say go check it out. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's your all-time sort of favorite 90s sitcom, would you say? If you uh, I really like Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I, it was... Um, it play. I don't know if if you guys watched it. We watched. Me and Vanessa definitely watched it growing up a lot. It was kind of insane because in when I'm in San Diego, school would end or like elementary school would end at like two fifteen or whatever, something like that. I was I lived right by the school. We'd walk home. There would be two full hours of Say by the Bell because it would be they'd run two episodes on TBS and then two episodes on WGN. So like. That's two hours. I mean, I'd be watching like 10 hours of Saved by the Bell per week. Uh, and it really kind of framed the way I perceived what high school was going to be, which was absolutely wrong. You know what I mean? That you just like always, yeah, you always get to kick it with your friends and the, you're the, the principal is tight and there's like a sick, you never have to really go to class. Yeah, sick burger place that everybody hangs out at. Um, but it was none of that. No. For some reason, me and Vanessa were talking the other day, and she started talking about the guy who, from the Max, who s- steals Kelly. Oh, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> there is a moment There is a moment I constantly reference. I don't say constantly, but one of my favorite Save by Bell moments, and I can't even... I have to paraphrase, but yeah, Jeff steals Kelly's... Yeah, she steals Kelly from Zach. And Zach gets, like, super pissed... And, like, kind of starts dating a bunch of girls and even takes, like, a girl, like, on a blind date to the max where Kelly's working and, like, plays their sacred song on the jukebox just to piss her off. Uh, and everybody's on Zach's side until, like, he do- until he takes it too far. And uh, I want to say maybe Lisa has a party. And, sh- and Kelly brings Jeff. And everybody kind of wants to hate him. Like so, Slater goes up to him, and anyway, he he goes up to Slater. Jeff does, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you uh, you're a wrestler, right?" And Slater's like, "Yeah, what's it to you?" He's like, "State champ two years ago." And Slater's like, "Whoa, cool!" <laughs> and then they're like really tight. For some reason, I really loved how like Jeff really like sold it, yeah, and and and, and made the friendship happen with Slater. That's all it takes back then, I guess. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the new class? I I didn't love it at the time, I and I and I haven't watched a ton of it. It's one of those things I would like to revisit just to see what it was all about. Yeah, and the same thing about the the college years. I probably watched most of those, but uh, the new class I don't even. There's another show. Do you ever see that show, California Dreams? Yes, and I'm so bummed that this Skype isn't working because Steven was on a couple episodes. Of really, California yeah. Dreams. Oh, that's yes. Tight. And he sent Vanessa the mug from the rap party. Oh, that's so rad. Yeah, but he was on a couple. So, yeah, so we've seen a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those I I wish I'd kind of, like, I would like to just do a deep dive and watch all of them. Yeah. Because there's always fun stuff to mine in, in those episodes. And I, I, I'm really into, like, the background work specifically on episodes of Say by the Bell, like the act, the extras, you know, what, what they're doing. It's always kind of funny. I never uh, even noticed that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. There's there there's minutia that is is fun to observe and to get a kick out of. That's interesting. I mean, do you still like when you're home? Do you just kind of like throw that stuff on, or is it? Yeah, sometimes I'll go through phases. Uh, like my first year in New York, I I think I literally maybe save well, let's say five or six episodes. Watched every single episode of Step by Step. Okay. And there was like probably, you know, seven seasons of that. But it was a show I was into as a kid and I kind of just, I don't know that I loved it, but now I can say I, I know it so well. And I just, I'm curious about that style of kind of sitcom writing. There's a really trippy thing in Step by Step is they had these two characters who came in at least two episodes, maybe three episodes, who are dressed exactly like Beavis and Butthead. They're like, they like did everything to make them Beavis and Butthead, right. but it's like, can you do that? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it's a subtle <laughs> thing, right? They just were wearing the clothes. Yeah, they were wearing the clothes. They had their hair like butt headed out, and uh, I think like at one point, Patrick Duffy's character <laughs> like they come to the door for like a blind date with the girls or something like that. Patrick Duffy's character, oh, it's those two guys, Beavis and Butthole. <laughs> Well, that other dude kind of had that kind of sensibility, too, in that show. Like the, oh, Cody. Cody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he was later arrested for domestic violence, I believe. On the show or in real life? In real life. Gotcha. Uh, because but the Wikipedia claims that he, he, he was acquitted. Speaking of domestic violence, I recently rewatched every episode of Roseanne. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a little different. Because it was of that era, but that show, I feel like, was so uniquely weird. Yeah. Like, so, and they, f- I didn't realize... Like there's yeah there's like a domestic violence one there's one where like someone gets like beat up for being gay or like they find out Jackie's gay and it's this big like there's so many like really intent it's really funny but they dealt with so much serious stuff which I felt like yeah there's a yeah there, uh, there's a movie theater in L A called Cine Family that does um, sometimes they'll do programs of just what they call a very special episode which is those like dramatic episodes from sitcoms. So, for instance, like Saved by the Bell, Jesse got addicted to uh, pills or whatever. That would right. be one. Or like, there's like a Fresh Prince episode where Will, Gets, like his like dad, there's his. There's, I think there's and there, maybe there's one with a gun too. Uh, but it's all it's a compilation of those. And I took a girl once to a date to one of these programs, and like they showed some, amongst other things, like a Family Ties episode. Where uh, Michael J. Fox's character, like his best friend, has died, and he kind of meets in like some sort of dream world or surreal moment. He like interacts with his dead best friend, and it's super <laughs> trippy. But anyway, uh, I think my date was very affected by it, and like I could tell that she was starting to tear up because she had somebody in, in her life die. And I was like, and meanwhile, the audience loves this. They're just laugh, laughing right, like, at right. the irony of it. Right. right. Uh, but uh, I'm like, are you, are you okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's just my contacts. You know, oh, one of those man. situations. That date sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember a real intense episode of Rock. Oh, yeah. Where funny. like someone has AIDS or something. Oh, he's like, you get it from like the needle or from a guy. Or, and I'm just like, Jesus, man. Like, I'm like 14. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like. But I kind of forgot about that show, except for that. Yeah. I think that show became a live show, Rock Live, I remember. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But that was interesting, I feel like, that whole trend of, like, those kind of shows that were so not realistic, dealing with very... Yeah. Trying to give you a lesson, man. Yeah. You kids, stay away from the needle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you have anything else to add to that, or is that... No, I yeah. mean those episodes are good. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other. I mean, there's a cla- there's a really there's one different strokes where it basically deals with pedophilia and this sketchy dude selling Gary Coleman a bike. Like it's really <laughs> really shady. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. selling the bike is. Yeah, sketchy. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll give you a deal on it, and he invites like Gary Coleman and his friend over to like look at some nudie pictures or something like that. Ah! I saw this insane documentary last night. This comedian Barry, um, Barry, man, I can't remember his last name. Barry something, and he was like, like David Cross and all these people really liked him. Bobcat Goldthwait directed this documentary about him. Uh, I I vaguely I know what you're talking about, and he like, yeah, yeah. and it was like, and then it got into a lot like his mission. He some personal stuff happened. I don't want to like ruin it, but he, later in life he got into. AOL and like outing like all these pedophiles on AOL and like had to go to court about it and testify and like basically like AOL was making so much money because it was they were charging by the minute and so all these people were paying like a thousand dollars a month and you could just freely like send like pedophile photos to each other like none of these people knew how the internet worked and no one was policing it and he like was this comedian who like came out and like got all these laws Barry Crimmins Barry Crimmins yeah it's a really cool documentary check that out it's really good it's on Netflix but um I did Call I just, me lucky. Call me lucky. Yeah, I just go on Netflix and just search Bobcat Goldthwait, and anything that he's involved <laughs> in is going to be sure. awesome. Yeah, but yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. Check it out. Any good docs you've seen lately? Uh, I saw Tickled uh, in Utah. Do you know that one? No. You should. I mean, you should watch the trailer. It's pretty. It's it's about uh, 
this kind of I think it's called like the competitive tickling league. It's it's really um, yeah, but it's but it's it's not what you'd think. It's this company that uh, hires a bunch of young men, pays them a bunch of money to to do these videos where they get tickled by other guys. Okay, but there's like kind of a mystery behind who these people are that are hiring them, and it's kind of shady how whether they. Uh, their their kind of personal information can get leaked if they don't kind of comply to the rules that this company sets forth. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds yeah. interesting. I've not it's heard cool. Of that one. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen any others recently. I don't think I have really either. I try. I've been trying to be better about it, but sometimes I feel like kind of getting back to like the sitcoms and stuff. Sometimes I feel like when I'm working all day and I watch TV, I want to watch something where it's like I just turn my brain off. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we do. I guess we watch the movie Wiener about. Uh, the politician Anthony Weiner. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that spin at Nighthawk. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. That's a good one. Yeah. Cool. Well, check it out, guys. <laughs> Everybody go go check out Weiner. Weiner. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was one that was a good uh, you know, SNL guest podcast. Yeah, really good. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle Mooney for coming by. Uh check him out. All season on Saturday Night Live, along with my kid sis, Vanessa. Mm. Um, I was trying to get Vanessa in here before the studio closed. She really wanted to come by. Oh, really? Yeah. but Bring her over, man. I know she's busy. She's busy. I mean, they've, they've had four shows in a row. Um, so I think after this week, we, she has some time off. Cool. But, um, yeah, we are going to have some time off. Uh, well, you won't even know we have no, time No, they off. won't know. Keep yeah. the illusion up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to donate, goingofftrack.com, uh, you can donate a dollar, you can leave us a nice review on iTunes, you can tweet at Brad or me, you can tag us on Instagram, you can send me a Snapchat, I don't really know how to use it and probably will never see it. Uh, what else, Brad? I don't know. Check out soundwag.com. I might have some new releases up. Oh yeah, new jams too. Red, yeah, and uh, and United Nations is playing this weekend, which will have already happened yeah. by the time you hear this too. So, so you just had a great gig, dude. Hopefully you were there. Hopefully I made it back. Don't know who's shredding. Hopefully I shredded. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. All right. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.